Good evening. Welcome to Finding Freedom Podcast. My name is Pastor Emily and I'm your host tonight. So this is kind of a deep one, okay? So I don't have time to small talk with you like I normally would. We need to jump right in today. So I'm going to go ahead and just pray us in, okay? I thank you and I praise you, God, for every single person, Father God, that comes along this podcast, God. God, you know my heart. You know that I was not going to do this tonight, God, because of the situation that you know about. But God, you brought it to my heart that although I was going to try to help a different situation by not doing this, that I was in fact going to help more by doing it. So God, I pray that you will help me, God enlighten my mind. I give my heart, my mind, my spirit, my mouth, my tongue, everything to you, God. And I thank you and I praise you, God, that you're going to help this podcast, God, to go out, Father God, to reach everyone that it needs to reach, especially the person that I'm hoping will listen to this, God. And I just thank you, God, and I pray that you meet every need that everyone has here today, God. No matter what their need is, no matter what their desires are, God, no matter what situations they're going through, that God, that they will just focus on this tonight and let your words and your love manifest inside their lives. And I thank you for God. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So tonight's podcast is entitled, Bringing Identity Lies to Light. So an identity lie will always be opposite of what God actually says and feels about you. So how do we know if something is opposite of what God says? We can only know that by knowing our word and knowing God. So if you don't know God, I want to invite you into a relationship with him. And I will say a prayer at the end of this. If you don't know, if you have a relationship with God, but you're not sure what your identity is, you need to go back to the previous um, episodes and you also need to get into your Bible. I highly recommend um, openbible.com and in their search bar, type in the word identity and a whole bunch of scriptures will come up that will help you. So an identity lie is a lie that you believe about your identity, about who you are, what you're about, what you're doing here, what your purpose is, that is in direct opposition and conflict to what God has said about you, to you, and what is the truth in the Bible. So along with an identity lie, there is something called a core identity lie. A core identity lie is almost always something that is told to you by another person, right? Like during your childhood. So you grow up hearing this so it becomes a part of you. It becomes something that you really believe is true because it's always, almost always told by someone that you respect, trust, and honor. Okay, so that's usually how a core identity lie is born. But it can also, a core identity lie can also be born by a direct whisper of the enemy. When it is um, born by hearing the actual voice of your enemy. And that would be Satan, by the way. So when when a core identity lie is born by hearing the voice of Satan, it normally comes through times of grief, of loss, of trauma. 
So those are two ways that core identity lies are born and how they exist, okay? Now, core identity lies, they almost always involve a lie of some kind um, of performance, something that you have to do, that you did do um, to be acceptable to God, the people around you, and even to yourself. And so a core lie identity will remain dormant and show up at times that you least expect them to. Which is why it is so important that we uncover the lies. We uncover our, the, the identity lies and the core identity lie so that we can get healed. Because the enemy, he, he, the Bible says that he roars around like a roaring lion. And he's looking for someone that he can devour. One of the, the ways that he does that is that lies that he's told us in our past they lay dormant inside of our hearts and inside of our minds and see they're able to do that because sometimes even as believers we don't deal with the core issues we 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 like to bandage those or and just cover them up some of us just prefer to just forget about them totally and so we leave those core issues and we sometimes it's very unintentional but we leave the core issues there while we're dealing with all the other issues that come about because of the core issue okay so i'm gonna help you tonight these are some identity lies. Obviously, there is going to be more. If I don't mention the ones that you're dealing with, the method is still going to be the same on how to get through with that, okay? So here's a couple of identity lies, identity core lies. I'm better than everyone. Or there's a flip side. Your lie could be, I will never be smart. I will never be anyone, right? So there's, there's a imbalance there, but it could go either way, right? Um, I'm not enough. No one loves me. No one will ever love me. Those are, another, those are more core lies. And then let's go deeper. I'm invisible. No one understands me. No one will ever understand me. Do you see where we're going with this? I am what I have. And what I mean by that is it's a core lie to believe that the things that you have, your, your physical um, belongings and your social economic status, so to say, is who you are. Or... I am what I do, which means your good works or having a job that helps others. You believe that either what you have or what you do is what defines you. That is a core lie, okay? I am what others think or say of me. So, a core lie can be that, that you think um, and believe that what others think and feel or say or do about you defines who you are, such as people pleasing and, and giving people's words power to define what you do and don't do. It's an identity lie. Here's another one. My worst day will define me forever. 
or on the flip, my best day will define me because it won't get any better. These are identity core lies. And we are going to, I am going to give you tools today because now that the enemy has been exposed, and like I said, obviously there's way more lies that you could be dealing with. There's different lies you could be dealing with. These are some of the more common core lies. And like I said, a lot of these are because people that you love, trusted, and respected said them to you, and so you believed it. Or they were birthed out of a trauma. You went through something, and because you were going through something, you maybe you felt alone, you know, and so then it gave you that core lie of, well, I'm invisible. Nobody gets this. And the more you said that out loud, the deeper that core lie took roots inside of you, okay? And so we have identified these, these core lies, right? And if you have questions too, please, I'm going to say this now so I don't forget later. If I did not mention the one that you're dealing with or you want me to expound on any of those, you can email me personally at freedomfellowship2021 at outlook.com. In the subject bar, I want you to put the, the title of this podcast, Bringing Identity to Lies to Light. So in the subject line, you need to put bringing identity lies to light podcast question. Okay. That way I know to open that email because I get a lot of spam emails. Okay. All right. So there's three major steps that have to take place in order for for you to be able to get past and get through and totally um, get rid of those identity lies. Okay, this is number one is probably the hardest. If you if we can get you through to number one and get you to do number one, the rest will follow. It's number one that is the hardest. And let me tell you why. Okay, after I tell you what it is, and I will explain why this is probably the hardest one. So the first step, okay, is identifying the lie and calling it out. Identifying the lie isn't enough because most of us already know that what we're believing is a lie. And the part that is hard is when you have to call it out. Because the enemy, he is dependent on us simmering in that lie by ourselves. He depends on us and counts on us to keep that lie to ourselves and to just think on it. That is why the battle is in our mind because he he fully knows that we're not going to, we don't want to talk about the things that are hard. We don't want to talk about the things that hurt. And so he, he relies on us keeping our mouth shut. And that's why so many of us hurt in silence. That's why so many of us suffer in silence. And that's why so many of us are trapped in these false lies, these false core lies of our identity because we don't talk about it. 
So step number one is identify the core lie in your life. And then you need to call it out. I want you to say it out loud, whether it be to yourself, your pastor, your spouse, only someone you trust. I want you to tell that person what the identity lies are that you're dealing with. Call them out. The Bible says that when we bring light into the darkness, that the darkness has no power. So we have to call out the lies that we're believing. The lies that have been told to us, we have to bring it all out into the light, okay? So identify and call out the identity lies, especially the core lie. So you may have a ton of identity lies. Most of us do. Because nobody gets through this life on like this life unscathed. We all have things that we deal with in, in relation to who we are, what we're about, why we're here, that we're believing that probably aren't true. So how do we figure out which one is the core lie, right? Come on, Holy Spirit. The core lie is the one that brings you down the most. The core lie is the one that brings you down the most and is most often used when you when God is trying to elevate you. Oh, hallelujah. The core lie is the one that is used every single time you're trying to get out of a situation. It's the one that's used every single time you you move up in God and you go to a new level. But that one keeps coming back to you and it knocks you down three pegs when you were just risen five. You will not get knocked down again. That's your core identity lie. So once you have identified and called out that lie. Step two, you need to renounce the agreement that you've made with the lie and decide that these lies will no longer have power over your life. You may say, but Pastor Emily, I haven't agreed with these lies, but yet you have. And I mean no disrespect because I do the same thing and have done the same thing and had to go through this, okay? What I mean by renounce the agreement with the lie. Every time that you have thought about that and not renounced it, you've come into agreement with it. Every time you've let that lie simmer and you've let it um, control your life, even for five minutes, you've agreed with it. Every single time you let that lie stop you from doing what God has called you to do, you've come into agreement with that lie. So you have to renounce that agreement. You have to verbally say and mean, you can't just say it and not back it up. So you have to renounce and mean it that you are no longer going to be in agreement with this lie, that you realize that it's a lie. And that you are not going to allow, excuse me, allow that lie to have any more power over your life. Okay, so it's something you have to do. You have to renounce the agreement in the lie. And then step three, you need to replace 
the identity lie and you have to really replace the the core identity lie with the truth of God about you because it's it's the the, the law of lo- the of binding and loosing pretty much but in a different way okay so I'm going to give you some examples using the ones that I gave you to begin with, okay? So, like, for the core identity lie of I am better than everyone, then to renounce that, you know, and and to replace it, you would say something to the effect of I realize that I am not better than anyone else. I realize that this is a lie. And I now realize, you know, that we were all created in the perfect image of Christ and that he loves us all equally. And therefore I do understand that, um, you know, God doesn't love me more than anyone else. And so therefore I will not let this spirit of pride rule over me. And I won't let this lie that I am better than everyone else hold me from experiencing God and I won't let this lie continue to um, manipulate me and I won't let this lie control my life anymore. Okay, and then for the lie of um, I'm not smart, say something like this I realize, you know, that the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2 16 that I have the mind of Christ, therefore I am indeed smart. And the Lord makes me smarter as I seek his face in relationship with him. For the lie of not enough or that that you're not enough or that you're that you're not love. You could say something like this. The Bible is filled with scriptural truths that I am indeed loved by God. The world and the people in it may not love me or they may fail me or they may not understand me. But my God loves me and I will always be enough to my God. There are always ways that we can renounce and replace. Okay, so for the the lie, I'm invisible or I'm misunderstood or I'm not understood. And then you could say something similar to the Bible says that God sees and he knows all and that even then that he even counts and keeps my tears. So people may misunderstand me or not even try to understand me. But the Bible says that God created me with thought and with love. And so therefore, he knows me. He even knows the things that I don't want to admit or I don't even know about myself. He sees me, flaws, mistakes, worries, everything. And he loves me anyway. And I'm highly understood and I am not invisible. Hallelujah. For the identity line that I am what I have. Say something like this. The Bible warns of trusting in and loving earthly possessions. That our love, our desire, and our trust should be completely in God. So I refuse to let this lie manipulate and dictate me because I, if I do that, I'm going to continue to not only have a hard relationship with God, but I'm going to have a hard thing, you know, a hard life. And so we have to come into to agreement with the truth, you know. And then for the identity lie, 
I am what I do. We could say something to the simple effect of Ephesians 2 says that, you know, we are saved purely through grace and that there's nothing that we can or have done to receive it. You know, we have to understand that when we think that that we can work our way into God's heart and we can work our way into the kingdom of God, that we are being prideful. And it is a lie and it is pride. And so we have to come into um, understanding that, you know, we're coming into agreement with lies. We're coming into agreement with the enemy and we have to renounce those things. So for the lie, I am what others think, feel, or say about me, right? People pleasing. We could say something to the effect of, you know, in Galatians, the first chapter, it says, for I, it says this, actually, it says this specifically, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of God. You see, because when we put stock into what others think, feel, or say about us, we not only are putting their thoughts and their words about us over what God feels, says, and thinks about us, but we are also letting their words have power over us. And when something has power over us, it becomes a God to us. We have to be so careful. And what about the... The identity lie that my worst or my best day defines me. We're going to break this one down for a li- for just a second. See, the worst day cannot define who I am because the Bible says that when I come to Christ, I am a new creation and the past has gone away and that I am a new being. You see, because most of us can say that our pa- our worst was was before we knew Christ, right? So that worst day can't define who we are or who we are becoming because the Bible says that we are a new creation. And even if our worst day does happen to come after we know Christ, the same premise, because the there's no way that we, we have any idea what God has planned for us. And so even if we do have a completely horrible day, right, and something completely traumatic and grievous happens to us or happens in our lives or happens to our loved ones or to our friends, we still have to understand that that bad day does not define our identity in Christ in any way. And your best day still can't define you because there is nothing as great as what God has done for me, for humanity. He has outdone me and everyone on this planet. Not to mention that his plans for us are greater than we could ever think or ever imagine. So therefore, our future is bright with possibility. You see, we believe... So many things in this world that just are not true. It's a fact. We believe things that just simply are not true. And it's not that we even mean to agree with them or believe them. Like I was telling you in the beginning, um, a lot of the time, excuse me, I'm getting tired. A lot of the time... Um, you know, these are born from 
people telling us things over and over and over. You're stupid. You're dumb. You're just like your dad. You're never going to amount to anything, you know, um, and, and it can be born from trauma, too. You know, we can have identity lies because when we're sexually abused or raped, it takes a part of who we are. You know, if we witness something horrendous, it changes, you know, it doesn't change who we are, but it changes how we see ourselves because it changes how we feel about ourselves. When we lose someone that we love, a lot of us will say, and we do feel this way, a lot of us feel and, and say, you know, I feel like a part of me is gone, like a part of me left with that person. And I get that. I get that down in my my heart. I understand. I've said that. I've felt that way. And so I totally relate to what you're saying and how you're feeling. And I'm not in any way downplaying how you're feeling or what the thought processes are while you're, while you're in the, these feelings, you know. But we do have to realize that they are indeed feelings. And, and and feelings lie. You know, we have to trust God in all things. The Bible says to cast our cares upon God because he cares for us. And so we need to be able to do that. And we need to do that in complete trust. And how can we do that? We have to know who we're trusting so this is where I want to invite you. If you don't know God, or if you don't have a strong relationship with God, you know, um, or maybe you've backslidden, or maybe you're just flat out going through things, and you just really need God to move in your life, I want to pray for you. You know, the Bible says that... that the, the, the enemy, a robber, he doesn't come into an empty house. He only comes where there's something to take. So for those of us that are struggling with our identities right now, right? Whew. For those of us who are struggling with our identities, I just feel this so strong. You're fighting with who you are. You're not fighting with who you who you are. You're fighting the demon that's trying to take your identity because your identity is directly linked to your future. Who you are in Christ is your uh, a direct link to what your future holds. And that's why especially with Christians our identity is is um so strongly came against okay so it's not unusual you're not alone people all over the globe struggle with who they are and why they're here and what their purpose is and like i said with uh, you know nobody goes on scathed so everyone's dealings with hurts and betrayals and traumas and grief we're all dealing with things and as we deal with these things, it can it can make us feel like we lose who we are. And sometimes we do lose, you know, uh, who we are for a hot second or more. But 
our true identity, our true identity in Christ and our true calling and our the true plan and purpose for our lives that God holds for us, it never disappears and it never changes no matter how much we struggle, no matter how much we question things. You know, our identity remains the same. And so I just want to touch on that briefly tonight. Uh, I really wish I had a different app that I could do this podcasting on because I could talk a lot more about it. But we're almost already to the end of where it will cut me off. So I know this was a lot to take in. But I also realized that it is going to set a lot of people free. And I thank God for that. And so I just want to give you um, the email address one more time for any questions or praise reports, anything like that, or prayer requests. You're going to email Pastor Emily. You're going to email me at freedomfellowship2021 at outlook.com. Okay. And this is a new thing for me. I don't usually do this, but I'm going to give you guys my giving information, which is new. I, I usually don't, So, but I really feel God is leading me to. Um, so, giving information. This is, uh, you know, for seeds that you want to plant for your own life. If you plant a seed, I need you to please name that seed. Know exactly what you're, what you're believing for. Because as my pastor says, if you don't know what seed you put in the ground, how will you know your harvest? Hallelujah. So I need you to name your seed, okay? So this is for seeds for your own life. It's for offerings if you want to help the ministry. For those of you that are under my leadership and in and are members of the church, if you're wanting to pay your tithe tonight, that is okay too. Like I said, that's fine. So there's two ways that you can give, okay? I have a church PayPal and I have a church cash app, okay? So for PayPal... The church PayPal is at Freedom Fellowship 21. All lowercase, one word. Okay, so Freedom Fellowship 21 for PayPal. Okay. And then for Cash App, it's dollar sign capital F for Freedom. So it's uh, Freedom Fellowship, capital M, capital I. Again, the cash app is dollar sign Freedom Fellowship, capital M, capital I, and the F for Freedom Fellowship is capitalized. Okay, so those are the two giving um, options that I have right now. I'm, I'm not, I don't know yet. I might be able to start taking Apple Pay. I'm not sure how to do that yet. So, but those are the two ways now, which is, I think, oh, appropriate for now because those are the two main ways I think most people give online. So, I just want to pray over y'all real quick. And before, actually, before I pray and let go uh, end the podcast, I want to pray for those needing um, needing and wanting salvation or needing or wanting to be closer to God. I want to lift you up tonight. 
So God, I just thank you and I praise you, God. I thank you, God, that this went so smoothly, God, and that your people are going to be set free and delivered, God, from identity lies, God. I thank you, God, for your anointing in this place. For all of you who don't know God, or you're recommitting your life to God tonight, I need you to to either repeat directly after me or say something similar, whichever feels right to you. You are not a parrot. I want you to do this in a way that sounds right to you, okay? So, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you and I praise you for, for sending your son for me. I realize now how much you love me. I thank you, Jesus, that you were willing and that you came to this earth and you died, but yet you rose again, overcoming the enemy, over defeating the enemy, God. Uh, Yeah, defeating the enemy, God. And I thank you that I don't have to believe identity lies anymore, that you have set me free. I ask for forgiveness of every sin, transgression, iniquity, and unbelief system that I've ever had. I thank you, God, that my sins are forgiven and that I am a new person. And I ask you to come into my life and just save me, save my life. Thank you, God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. For those of you that are still hurting inside, because I know that there is so many, I just want you to know that you are not alone. And depression and anxiety can cause us to isolate. And I want to tell you now that that is exactly what the enemy wants. If you're feeling isolated and if you're isolating yourself, you are doing exactly what the enemy wants you to do. Because if he can get you isolated, people that love you can't get in and they can't pray for you the way that you need to be prayed for. And you're not feeling that love that you need to feel while you're going through things. So I want to just encourage you, don't isolate too much. Okay? I love you all so darn much. And I honestly, I just cannot wait to hear the testimonies that are about to pop off from this podcast. I love y'all so much in the Lord. Have a beautiful night. And I just pray, God, thank you, Lord, for reminding me. And I just pray, God, um, for the rest of their weekend and into next week, God, that you will just watch over and protect us all, God. And I pray over every seed and offering or tithe, Father God, that it comes into the ministry tonight. And I thank you, God, that you are enough. You are enough. I thank you, God, that every seed, Father God, that it is on good ground and that their beliefs, Father God, will be in your truth, Father God, and that their faith will be in you. I thank you, God, that you will meet every single need, Father God, and heal every broken heart, God. Reveal all identity lies, God. And reveal the fakes. I hear that in my spirit. Reveal the people that aren't really truly for us, God. Thank you, God. 
So I just pray over seeds, offering, and tithe, God, that every need and want would be met, God. Mm. Thank you, God. I give you the praise, the honor, and all of the glory. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. I love y'all so much. Have a blessed rest of your weekend.